Money Bruce's podcast. I'm with Elizabeth. And to, and today we're going to be talking about is the music good or bad? Now, Elizabeth, I want you to start us off. What is your take on music in general? Like any kind of music. What should we be looking for when we're listening to music? Um, well, first off, just note music is powerful even just looking at something from a scientific perspective. There was actually a Harvard um, study from the health publishing, uh, Harvard Health Publishing, that's what it is. Um, and the human brain just treats music differently. Now, if just our brains treat music differently, we should probably pay more attention to what we're listening to, right? Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, so one of the things from a biblical perspective that I really consider when I'm listening to music is Psalm 19.14. It says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, by strength and my redeemer. Now, not something that I typically share applied to music, but what I'm thinking about this is what I think of. The words and the meditation. Yes. What your songs would really do, they get stuck in their head. They're thinking about them all day. Exactly. And you're singing them or you're humming them. And I, I don't, there's, there's two sides of it. Like, there are the words, which, I mean, if we're singing them and if they're coming out of our mouths, we need to... Exactly. If we wouldn't say them, we shouldn't sing them. Oh, but, say that again. That's good. <laughs> well, just, what well, it's still confession. It's still confession because we're confessing it 20 times over. This is about that bridge stuck in our head. That words of a mouth need to be acceptable in the sight of the Lord. So for me, that automatically mixes songs with swearing and sexual connotations, but that also cuts out a lot, even a lot of Christian music that exactly. is so like, it's so contrary to the word of God. It's so, you know, all the words that aren't... That's not a lot of it. Some of these Christian songs aren't even scriptural. Yeah. But that's... It's just... It's no. No. And the... For me, the second part of that is... Um, the meditation. Now, this part is... Can be a bit trickier. Yeah. Because... Yeah. <laughs> there, there are songs that are... Even instrumental songs. And it's just happy. And there are other songs that are just so depressing. And that affects how you feel. That affects your Absolutely. mental state just for science. Absolutely. You know, um, That's why, you know, it's like um, the scripture that comes to my mind when we're talking about this is Philippians 4.8, you know. I feel like we should mm-hmm. really measure it. Like, is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it... Mm-hmm. Or if it's not lovely, then I don't think we should be listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's degrading in any form... We shouldn't listen to it. It doesn't matter if the beat is sick. If the beat is good or whatever, we have to be able to listen to the spirit behind yeah. the song and listen to the message behind the song because yeah. a lot of times people just listen to music just because it sounds cool. Don't you agree? Like, yeah. They're looking for a new sound or they get into all this weird stuff. And, um, and I will speak personally, when I was struggling with some things, 
the Lord, when I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't want to deal with this stuff anymore. The Lord pointed to the music I was listening to. He said, you need to put that out. Yeah. This stuff is opening the door for that stuff in your mind because you're already meditating on it. You're already confessing it. It's affecting how you think and how you feel. And that's not going to work. Exactly. That's not how it works. And, you know, what we have to realize, too, is music is a powerful thing. And I don't know if you you are like me where I have to be really careful to what I listen to because certain things don't affect me. You know what I'm saying? But music can really affect me if I'm listening to the good music or the bad music. It can affect me in a profound way, which is why I have to be very careful and very diligent and guard my heart. And what is a good question? What is a good question that you can ask yourself when you're listening to music that you're not sure if you should be listening to? What is something that you can like give to kind of help the audience kind of measure their um, listening? Um. Well, I actually have a quote. It's not a scripture, but it's something that's very much in line with what we're talking about. It's Johann Sebastian Bach, and it says, The aim and final end of all music should be none other than the glory of God and the refreshment of the human soul. That That's really good. You, what's that? That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's... What's the purpose? Like, I feel like as Christians, as mm-hmm. children of God, as people of God, we need to be purposeful in what we do. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to music. Now, um, just, is it glorifying God? If someone's going to sing in the song, are you, will they be able to glorify God or will it put you as a Christian, all of us as Christians, in a bad light? If they, the world expects us to be different because we are different, because we should be different. Yes. Are we different enough to make a difference? Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, that that's really good. And, you know, and it really makes me think of like, you know, the Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2, that we are to present ourselves as a holy sacrifice, you know. And some people might be listening, be like, well, what does that have to do with music? Well, everything, you know, because your, your things that you flood your ear gates with spiritually it does affect your whole aspect, you know what I'm saying? So we really have to make sure that we're consecrating ourselves on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. to, to be honest, it's not easy to let go of those music that you think is good. But if it hinders your walk with God, it does become easy to let that stuff go. Exactly, yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, all about just living for God. And it's not even necessarily separating music from anything else. Like what you're reading, what you're watching, all of this stuff, if it's caught, if it's not aligned with the word, if it's not giving glory to God, if it's causing your heart to not meditate in a place of victory and a place of calm and a place of happiness, like why do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. a rule for life, not just music. Exactly. Um, and it's, I think it's a hard thing for 
like baby Christians to realize, you know, you can listen to certain music, but you have to be careful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to really do what the Lord told me a long time ago, and I was really struggling with, you know, music and what music am I allowed to listen to, right? You got to ask yourself, is it, is it going to cause me to grow in my walk with God? Is it encouraging in any way? Or, you, you know, what is the spirit behind the song? What is the spirit behind the person singing? Because a lot of times we just want to know what's the spirit behind the song. But we need yeah. to go deeper. We need to be like, what is the spirit behind the person who's singing? You know, like, for instance, yeah. Katy Perry. We know she's very rebellious. We we got to be careful what we allow into us because that's, you know, who you surround yourself with, what music you surround yourself with. I, I don't know if you agree with me, but that's who you become. And yes. that's why, Actually, that's why we have to be very careful, like, what we put in us. You know, because we have to remember, too, the devil used to be really crafty with music. So that's why I think we have to be more cautious, not in like a paranoid way, but like use wisdom from the Lord and just allow him to instruct us. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I I agree. Like in um, James 3.11, it says the spring water sent forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening. Like, if a person is living a life that, a living a life that I don't want to live, if they're, if they're, as you said, the spirit behind the song, if, if every other song that they're singing is something that we don't want to, what actually makes this one different? You know? Yeah. Um, just, and even listening, like, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Mm-hmm. And he can tell you, like, this, this song, something doesn't feel right about this song. This song is not, it's there's something irritating. Like, stand over your God, it's just, ugh. I'm just listening to that. Um, it's what we really need to be doing. It's, ugh. Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. I will say also, <laughs> go ahead. I was just agreeing with you. I just said absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's it's not the worst thing to sing a song that isn't praise and worship. But I will say, if it doesn't glorify God as a lifestyle, it's a lifestyle of the song that doesn't glorify God. It doesn't make sense. Why? Can you give them some examples of some, like, Christian songs that just kind of suck the life out of them so they know what songs to just avoid? Um, one immediately comes to mind, and I can think of people who listen to this, and I'm really hoping that, um, well, they're listening, well, in my opinion, I believe that has that run from the word, but... Um, Hills and Valleys by Torwell. It's one that I don't particularly like because it focuses on the struggle. Mm-hmm. Hills and Valleys isn't necessarily from a place of victory because God told us to move through, to 
You know, it's just yeah. It's it's all about the struggle, and you have to go through things. But you know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I like it's not a conscious thing walking through the valley. It's that does that even make sense? It's just it focuses all on struggle and the the depressing, and it's just it's not it's just uplifting. But I mean. That's just my opinion. Twelve World Singers now has other stuff. It's just that one. Yeah. For me personally, it is again a personal conviction. Yes. I can't listen to that because it irritates me and it makes me focus on the trouble. It makes me meditate on that depressing place. Like God gives and takes away. That line is taken away out of context. That's a line from Job. Yes, in the Bible. It's spoken by someone who is later rebuked by God for, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. That, that is actually the context of that line. And because that song focuses on that, no one just struggling with God. You know, it's not that. That, for me, that is the, an example because it deals with both meditation and the words. Um, Absolutely. I want to ask you about your personal um, journey, I guess, with music, and, like, you have a good, healthy balance, which is good, you know, because you're, you have a variety, because I believe that the Lord wants us to have a personality, don't you agree, (laughs) outside of, like, you know, Bible and stuff, but he does want us to have a good balance of life, so could you just, like, share, like, your personal journey of like how you got a good balance with your music and stuff? Um, well, for me, um, it's honestly, I just the way I grew up, like my, when my parents were first starting to learn like, hey, you actually need to live by the word. And then when I was a kid, they you know, the word is really need to start watching what we're listening to. They would turn on Christian radio. And all of the songs were contrary. If the song was contrary to the word, they would push it to like a, another station. Because for us, for them, they almost felt like it'd be better to just sing about something quote nondescript and seem blatantly contrary to the word. And for a while, that's like now I, I'm even a little more cautious. Mm. Just that, like, they're just like, like, oh, there's another song on a different station, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's a love song, but it's not, you know, raunchy, it's sweet and innocent, and, you know, swearing, and it's just, I, for my family, that was more, I'd rather listen to this, something sweet and innocent that's not blatantly contradictory than listen to this, quote-unquote, Christian song that is, you know, painting God in a bad light, honestly. Sometimes it does that. Sometimes it just, you know, uh, puts you in a place you don't just stir and I'm just, you know, slips and beaten and broken and I'm still hanging on and I don't know that God is actually here, but I'm hoping he is, you know, and yeah, somewhere around there, is kind of where I've fallen, and 
not necessarily like song, but what I kind of stand. I know like, what you mean. I want to listen. <laughs> yeah, I want to listen to songs that uplift, that bring the meditation of my heart to a place where it needs to be, but that don't contradict the work. Exactly, um, and that's a, and good, then, a healthy place to be. <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. That's how I got there. Um, but you can't go wrong necessarily listening to just praise and just worship. I'm not beating on that. Praise and worship is still one of the main things that I listen to. Exactly. But if I'm, you know, walking on sunshine, <laughs> listening to that, just jamming out while I'm doing the dishes, it's not going to hurt. Exactly. You know, it's like going through my Disney playlist, you know, being all dramatic in the living room, you know, dancing, you know, being there, you know, speaking there, you know, it's, it's fun stuff. Um, and I, even, th- even some of that stuff, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. Even watch Disney songs, you gotta, you know, what you're like, oh, excuse me. Man, I love Disney, so I understand. <laughs> but, you know, it's like that God, like, wants us to be a child and childlike, so. I think, too, when we listen to Disney music and stuff like that, I think that, like, taps into that wonder, you know, that curious side that we forget when we're adults. <laughs> um, but I just, I really believe that we are tackling some good points here, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like, it's not... It's not that we have to be, like, super cautious of every single thing that we're listening to. But we have to really listening to what they're saying. You know, I used to really like this one song from uh, the Jonas Brothers. But it was called, like, Paranoid. And um, I didn't like that because it was like, I'm paranoid, you know. And I'm like, I don't like those lyrics because those lyrics are not bringing me hope. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if we are if we are going to listen to secular music, it does need to come to a place of hope. Because if it's not at a place of hope, I find that we get more discouraged if we are discouraged. You know what I'm saying? And that that does not help us. And I think we need to listen to music that has a good balance. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to be like super on super spiritual but we do need to have like a good balance of the both because ultimately our relationship with god needs to be number one and then we need to have like everything else what is your take on that i mean my personal view is like it's just just looking at praise and worship i mean i don't think it's wrong um because that's a personal conviction if that's a personal conviction Lifestyle that is okay. I mean, hopefully they're safe. Hopefully. But I mean, if 
you know, in a lifestyle of sin, I would be very, 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 very cautious. Um, Absolutely. It's just a question of conviction. Like, they, first the word, words and meditation. The artist I saw. After that, I say, that's the person. And I know there are even some, like, Christian artists. And they live lifestyles that are very not holy. And some of their Absolutely. Songs are great, but it's, you still need to be cautious of that as well. It's just, yeah. it's a strength balance. Exactly. Um, and it's and like, again, some... it always back to just following the voice of the Spirit. Like, hey, you know that about this person, you know how the song makes you feel, you know that those words aren't in line. Exactly. It's up to each of us to follow the Holy Ghost in that area. And some artists, like, you can tell if they have a deep, close relationship with God by the deepness of their worship. Like, if you feel like they're taking you to their personal like, place with God, and they're actually taking you deeper with their walk with God, I think that's a good worship person to listen to. And if they, like, if they sound depressed all the time and just, like, then that's someone you should not listen to only because they're kind of glorifying their um, struggle. And it's like, you know, certain TV shows... They kind of glorify the struggle versus, you know, mm-hmm. g- getting out of the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and totally and I just I just want people to be aware of, you know, it's it's something you gotta definitely be careful with because when you listen to music, it affects your mood, it affects your attitude, it affects your life, it affects every single thing. And the biggest thing that you can do is listen to music that prospers you in your soul. Because if you're not prospering in your soul and you listen to things that cause you to be broken, you're going to be broken in every area of your life. And you don't want yeah. that. Oh, one thing that just, uh, just occurred to me, um, we are free are being spirit, soul, and body. I think that's the order we need to address when we're dealing with music. That's the order we address everything else with. Deal with the spirit, deal with mind, deal with the the soul, which is mindful and emotions, and then deal with the body. So, uh, protecting your spirit first off. Then, you know, finding something that's, you know, not bringing you down. You know, it's not like putting you in a system like that or recommend this song that you gave me and it's not a christian song guys but it's called gentleman and i like it because it's such a it's got such a good message behind the song you know what i'm saying this is probably one of the first songs i think in our generation that i've heard of like a guy just wanting to basically date the girl without wanting to take it even further than just a kiss 
And I think that is like so sweet and so innocent. And, you know, I would recommend people to listen to that because that is a good song, you know. It's not something that violates scripture. It's something it's up it's positive. It's in a happy place in the soul. Um, so yeah. Uh, when I'm sometimes I'm in the for like lovey dovey pop and sometimes it's very hard. I just like treat easy pop sometimes. Um, but it's, I don't I don't wanna violate the spirit, that's one of the songs I like. Absolutely. Um and it's just one of those things where, you know, balance is in everything. And it's like, even with your music, um, we really have to, like, put God first in everything. Because it's like, when we put God first in everything, that's when he shows up. He doesn't like to be the second, <laughs> the second thing or the last thing. He wants to be the first thing. I guess the best way to put it is God doesn't want the leftovers. He wants the first, you know. Yeah. I was reading some sort of book. I don't even remember which one it was or what it was about. It was just how it uh, family uh, kind of changed the family dynamic a little bit and the effects of that years later. And one of the things that just a little snippet stuck out to me was how they were so proud of their kids. And they made some sort of changes. I don't even remember but how uh, during a road trip, like I think it was a mom and a daughter, and the mom was so proud of her daughter because it's almost like they tithed their music on that three-hour road trip. And, like the first hour was just worshiping Christian music, and mm-hmm. like it was like the first two hours or something like that. And it was just that stuck out to me, like giving not only giving first place, but giving like a good good place, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like it makes sense. <laughs> just, just giving God first and foremost, but not letting Christian music and worship, especially praise and worship, be after thought. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, that's, that's how I did with my convictions. That's how I explained it in the words, so there it is. What is the best thing, like, in, in wrapping up, what is the best thing that you can say to people, to the people who feel like, you know, they want to listen to secular music, they want to listen to Christian music as well, but they're kind of like, they're kind of like, they feel guilty, you know, because they feel like, because they're Christian, they should only listen to Christian music, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are some things, like, in, in closing that you could just say, like, just, like, impart in those people that are kind of like, I want to be able to listen to Christian music, but I feel condemned when I do, to just kind of encourage them? Um, if you are listening to uh, I think I heard someone put it like this, if it's not immoral or legal or unscriptural. That's kind of brings it up. Don't, don't be, but like, follow your leaders. If they're not like controlling and putting up people in your leadership, that place you're there, follow them. That means that if it's just you, if you're just trying not to judge, 
the Holy Spirit be the umpire of your heart. Let him say what's allowed, what's not allowed. Other people want the Holy Spirit. Amen. For you, what's allowed and what's not allowed. And I'll say, sometimes people say, ministers should whatever say something. And like, the Holy Spirit quick and think. It's not without them, that's different. Exactly. But it's just you trying. Like, okay, this person doesn't approve this, so I'm not going to do this. Do they have authority over you, or are you just trying to impress them? Because if you're just trying to impress them, you're trying to impress the wrong person. Absolutely. You're trying to impress the Lord, the Lord alone. Um, and he does care about this stuff. As we've read, we're patient, lovely, pure, holy. Um, Beware of him more than any other person. Beware of him more than your soul's desires when you're listening to music. Be beware of him when you're just in a hollow kind of just being inside. Be aware of him. Be aware of who is inside of you. Um, if you could literally bring Jesus in the car and you're taking your road trip, what music would you like? That's it. What music would you play on a road trip with Jesus? I'd, I'd be worshiping him kind of, like, probably, but, you know, metaphorically speaking, you know. That's what I think. That's really good. Well, I appreciate you um, coming on for this podcast. This has been awesome having you on. Um, Elizabeth, before I have you leave, though, could you just pray for people to just be more sensitive to the voice of God? And we'll end with that. Uh, Lord, I thank you for all these people listening. I thank you, Lord, that you have imparted something that they needed to hear, that I got a confirmation, invocation, revelation, all that good stuff. Thank you, Lord, for being with them. Thank you, Lord, that they listen to become mindful, even more mindful of what they listen to, what coming into their ears and their eyes. Thank you, Lord, for being with them. Just be with them and letting them know that you're with them. Like, that's all I can say. Just, Lord, be with them. Be with them. Lord, give them the conviction about what they should and should not listen to. Let them be more mindful of you than anyone else. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it was good having you on, Elizabeth. It was good to be on. Thank you. It's long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> long overdue. Absolutely.